Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, aka Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is that time. It is time for us to preview the Bears game. I, I thought this would go different in my mind at the beginning of the season, but these games are going to continue, and so are our preview podcast. The Bears are taking on Houston, taking on the Texans and Deshaun Watson. More on him coming up in a little bit. Let me go through where the Bears are, how they they got here to five and seven off of this six-game losing streak. What's One of the things that I am concerned about and one of the things that I'm still amazed by is the defense of this team starting to struggle. And and I was talking about it a little bit on the air on Friday. The, the concept of complementary football, you hear coaches bring up that term a lot. We need to play. We want to play complementary football. And what they mean is they want their defense to be connected to the offense. For example, you don't want to put your defense in a bad position by going three and out on offense because that's going to zap your defense. They're not going to get the requisite rest to to be good. You You want to make sure that you're running the ball, for example, those types of things, or at least moving the ball and moving the chains so that your defense can get an opportunity to rest. What's bugged me about the Bears' defense is that they've had to do so much. They've had to win games for this offense because of the ineptitude of the Bears' offense. And now you're seeing how that can damage them. You're seeing how if you don't have an offense that can win the day how games can get away from you. If you look at what happened last Sunday, the Bears offense did some good things. They scored 30 points. They ran the ball four and a half yards per carry between Montgomery and Cordero Patterson. They had three touchdowns on the ground. They were doing all of the things that you wanted them to do But the defense has been so taxed that now you're starting to see what happens to a defense that doesn't have a complementary part to it. Don't get me wrong. I have some issues with the Bears' defense overall. I don't think that Eddie Jackson has played nearly as well as we hoped that he would continue to play. He is is a product of a pass rush. If we talk about complementary football from offense to defense, we can also talk about it from defensive line to defensive backs. If there is a pass rush, Eddie Jackson's skill allow him to be one of the more dangerous defensive players in the league. If there's no pass rush and running backs or receivers are getting to the second level and they have a running start at Eddie Jackson, his deficiencies as a tackler come up and some of his deficiencies in coverage come up guys take more chances we saw communication breakdowns from the bears in the back four this this past week against detroit and that series of downs where they went seven plays 96 yards two minutes and 15 seconds Matthew Stafford just had complete command of what he wanted to do. They were able to get their receivers behind the DBs of the Bears, make plays, and score touchdowns. It's 
it was embarrassing for sure. And here come the Texans. This is the, the, the team that's now in front of them. This Texans team, I'm here to tell you, they're not good. They're not good. Their defense is atrocious. Even with J.J. Watt out there, Watt still causes problems. He can still get to you. He can still change a game. But overall, their defense is not good. This is one of those games where Mitch can make plays. So how bad are they? They're so bad that they have the worst passer rating number against in the NFL. Strangely enough, this is one of those games where you might just say, Mitch, let it fly, do your thing, throw the ball. But they've got to be smarter than, than what they've been. The way that that game ended with some of the choices that were made by Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy, they leave a lot of questions. It felt like in watching Nagy talk about it afterwards that he understood where they had had their problems and what mistakes he made. But he still struggles in understanding these things when they happen in real time and making changes as they happen in real time. It's, it's one of his weaknesses as a coach. He struggles big time with this. So we're going to see. We're going to see how they're going to make this whole thing work. But if ever there was a team you can do this against, it's this one. I was looking at some of the some of the people who who pick games for NFL Network, and a lot of them are, and I'm not talking about the folks that are necessarily the anchors. I'm talking about some of the people who break down tape. A lot of them have the Texans winning the game, and I think that that's because they have the superior quarterback. I want to spend some time talking about it. I know people don't like hearing about Deshaun Watson because it's like the girl that got away. But he's been remarkable this year. How remarkable? I'll let the Bears defensive coordinator tell you how remarkable he's been. This is Chuck Pagano talking about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's a great player. What a talented top two, three player in this league. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, could arguably say maybe he's the best, but I don't know. He's, he is so talented and um, he can beat you uh, with his arms. He can beat you with his legs. Uh, they run a great scheme. It's perfect for him. Um, the ton of art, more RPOs than anybody in the league right now, the read zone stuff, uh, they move them around. Um, third down, if you're lucky enough to get him in it, and a third and long, and he drops back to pass. Um, you know, he can he can beat you, uh, you know, with his arms. And then when things break down, um, you know, we talked, you know, to this point, um, we still, you know, got a long way to go, but the, it's the play within the play, you know, because you got to defend the first part of the play. And then when it starts to extend, you know, or it's an RPO or whatever, you got to, you, it's the next, you know, it's the next play the scramble play, the plaster play. Um, and right when you think you think you got him dead rights in the pocket and you're hanging on him and you think you've got him sacked, you don't. He's big, he's, he's strong, and he's athletic. And you guys have seen him, you know, step out of harm's way. 
uh, multiple times, you know, and then run for first downs or throw the ball down the field and get a big chunk play. Um, he's very, very dangerous. He's a, he's a great, great talent. He's a great player. You know, unfortunately, we don't get to play with 13, you know, players. We'd love to this week. That would be really nice to always have somebody just assigned to him um, or two guys uh, besides the other 11. Uh, but they're not going to allow us to do that. I've tried that before this season, and they caught me. Um, so it's uh, it's going to take this is this this is a um, alignment assignment technique eleven playing as one on the same page communication uh, dive quarterback pitch. I mean it's you know, I played option foot, you know, when I was playing back in the dark ages, I mean, it was, we played, you know, wish we had the wishbone played air force. I mean, you had to be so damn disciplined. Um, and this is, this is no different. Okay. Let's talk about how good Watson has been. Let's look at the numbers of Deshaun Watson. And I understand that there are some empty calories in his numbers that your team that's been losing, you've lost eight games out of 12, there are going to be a lot of games that you're playing from behind. That gives you an opportunity to throw the ball maybe a little bit more. But there's there's a couple of really simple statistics that I look at that tell me that it all isn't empty calories. And it's touchdown-interception ratio. Even with him throwing the ball as much as he's throwing it, he's he's not giving up a lot of interceptions. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is 4-1. to one. 24 touchdowns, six interceptions this season. His interception percentage on throws is the lowest of his career. That means he's getting better. His yards per attempt is almost nine yards. That's a statistic that if you've been listening to this podcast, I talk about quite a bit. You want that for your quarterback to be around eight yards. The fact that it's he's one of the highest lets you know that he's still getting the ball down the field. He's completing 68% of his passes, almost 69% of his passes, which is the highest of his career. He's thrown for 3,500 yards. He will eclipse his amount of yardage thrown for if he doesn't get injured. His highest number is 4,165. He's got four games left to play to get 600 yards. I think he's going to do that. And his passer rating is the highest of his career at 110. He is one of the highest rated passers in the history of the NFL. On top of that, he still is able to move enough. He can run the ball. And he's been sacked a ton this year, 33 times, not as much as 2018. But that offensive line is not good. And they failed him in the most important moment of last week's game with the simple missing of a snap. A bad snap on a shotgun play inside the red zone. He's the goods, man. He makes plays, and he helps to make his team better. That's the difference between he gives his team a chance to win. They're not winning, but at least the quarterback isn't the reason that they're not winning. Last week, the Colts did a good job against him. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He threw an interception, had one of his lowest-rated games. But that Colts defense is one of the best defenses in the NFL. The Bears can play on that level, but we haven't seen their defense play that well in a while. I asked Dan Durkin to break down Deshaun Watson 
and what type of offensive firepower, considering they traded away the best receiver in the game, the Texans had to offer. Check out what he said. Yeah, they're not very good. And, you know, Will Fuller, keep that in mind, his his best deep threats, his, uh, you know, a, a PED suspension. And so, um, yeah, you, you're right about Watson. What has been most impressive, you know, as I've gone back and watched some of his games is he is getting no contributions from the running game whatsoever. So, effectively, the offense runs through his right shoulder and his ability to, to process information. So, um, you're going to see Brandon Cooks. You're going to see Kiki Kuti. You know, like these, these receivers that, you know, really aren't household names. But he's going to, again, find ways to get them the ball deep in space because of his ability to – you know, extend plays, but also read defenses. I think that he he has really taken some significant steps forward in his ability to understand what he is seeing pre-snap, adjust, and then, you know, verify post-snap that he got what he looks, and then the ball is out. I think that uh, his delivery and the the ease with which he gets the ball out is so impressive to me. But, uh, again, he's going to get no help from his defense this weekend. The Texans outside of J.J. Watt, nobody on that defense impresses me. And then he's getting nothing from his run game. So this game is really going to come down to his ability to move the football with his arm. Uh, I, I think that um, it, he'll probably put on a show like he always does, but this, there's going to be some points scored in this game because I think the way that David Montgomery is coming on and how well he ran the ball, how well Cordero Patterson ran the ball, the Texans are terrible as far as run defense is concerned. I think the Bears have a chance to score some points. This could be a high-scoring game. So, I mean, I, I'm really interested to see how this plays out, but it is effectively going to be the Deshaun Watson show every time the Texans have the ball because they have no complement of a running game, and it really is all, all on him and their passing game to move the ball and score points. If you're not going to be good, be entertaining. And if that means that there's a lot of points that are going to be scored in this game, then I'm I'm with it. I am here for it. I was entertained last week. The outcome was atrocious, but I was entertained. I thought the Bears offense actually took some steps forward last week. I thought Mitch took some steps forward. Not that it matters because at the end of this thing, he's not going to be the Bears quarterback. So I don't even know if we should be invested in the development of Mitchell Trubisky. If that's something that we should just turn off as people who watch the Bears, if they just ignore that completely, they have an opportunity to stop the bleeding. How bad do things get? You would have never thought losing six in a row would have been bad, would have been good enough to allow people to keep doing their job. Other teams are hiring general managers or getting ready to hire general managers. They're interviewing general manager candidates. They're looking at coaches, all this stuff, and the Bears are stuck in limbo. Does another loss, does a seven-game losing streak make changes? Or do we stay with the status quo? I'm looking forward to seeing Deshaun Watson play. And I'm really looking forward to what you say about the game. Like, I'm really looking forward to Twitter. It'll be good to see your reactions if that's the way that things go. Thanks for listening to my pods on Bears previews. I really appreciate it. I know that it's not fun right now. I get that. But we still want to try and give you as much information as we can leading you into the game. I also don't expect one more thing. I don't I don't expect no, nah, you know what? I shouldn't say that. The Texans Texans have been a dumb team for a while. 
Um, I I wonder if they will kick to Cordero Patterson. They shouldn't because he's damn good at returning kicks. And they finally figured out how to make him work in the offense last week. So we'll see. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I will be on the scores Twitter account with something after it's done. And I will see you on Monday at noon every day next week. That's how we roll. Thanks for listening.